What's going on? This is TJ Murphy, and welcome to another episode of Adventurous Entrepreneurs. My guest today is my neighbor, a creative entrepreneur, an all-around fun guy to hang out with, Anthony Benson. Anthony's exciting career in the field of creativity and communication continues to be an epic journey, having mastered the art of merging creativity, soul, and business. As a respected creative business strategist, manager, coach, producer, and even writer, he serves his clients by skillfully guiding them to accomplish their goals and helping manifest their dreams. Anthony regularly shares his expertise on stages, podcasts, radio, and TV, and has been featured as an authority in numerous online and print publications like Authority Magazine, Medium, and The Edge, just to name a few. A few of the golden takeaways Anthony shares in this episode are how he turned his life around from being a struggling addict, which almost took his life, to the creative visionary he is today, how to bring a state of being in joy into everything that you do, and how to separate the good and bad from decision-making that leads to taking risks that pay off. So without further ado, please enjoy this wide-ranging conversation with Anthony Benson. Welcome to the Adventurous Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, TJ Murphy. Since quitting my corporate nine to five and starting a business while backpacking through Asia back in early 2017, I've had the privilege of learning from some incredibly adventurous entrepreneurs. Through these conversations and my own journey, I've learned that much like in life, entrepreneurship is an adventure. On this podcast, I explore the journeys of top performing leaders in their fields. These wide ranging conversations include tactical business advice, how I built this insights, lessons in leadership, life hacks, travel stories, favorite hobbies, and insights into living a purposeful and joy-filled life. Adventures await us, so let's dive in. Hey, Anthony, welcome to Adventurous Entrepreneurs. Hey, TJ. So glad to be here. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Thanks for having me. Likewise, likewise. It's, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. You know, since you moved in next door to me, literally, we're having this call from across the street. I just continue to be struck by your creative spirit, man, and, and artful storytelling. So I know this is going to be a really fun conversation. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, the tin cans weren't working with the string. So we now <laughs> have to use this. So we'll go with this. Yes. Going with modern technology. Yeah. I, think our, I think our viewers will appreciate it. Yes. Anyway, to get us warmed up here. Can you just tell us a little bit about your story and how you became the adventurous entrepreneur you are today? Well, my story has taken a long and winding road, to be sure. Um, had kind of a challenging childhood and found myself in uh, kind of some challenging, precarious circumstances when I was very young and led me down a path of destruction, alcohol and drug abuse and things of that nature. Uh, much of which led me to almost dying. And uh, the truncated version of all that is I turned my life around and uh, was able to then kind of navigate my life anew, refreshed, healthier, wiser, smarter, but still very young. And I had started out in the entertainment business and the music business when I was still a teenager and was on the road with rock and roll bands, you know, traveling through the Midwest and doing all that kind of lifestyle. And that eventually, you know, shifted into understanding marketing, promotion, advertising. And this is long before all the technology that's available to us. This is really old school, you know, flyers out on the streets kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But that eventually led me to understanding things at a deeper level with marketing and kind of 
in promotion what I like to do and how my creative mind could be put to use. And I ended up working with marketing companies and producing and, and got deeper into the music business through production and uh, eventually producing albums and working with artists, found myself out in Los Angeles working in the comedy and entertainment music world. And that all evolved into just navigating and learning what made me happy and what I wanted to do and also what really called upon my talents. As I owned my talents, I was able to kind of mature and evolve into a person that understood what he wanted to do and how he wanted to do it. And it was all, and it still is to this day, I'm in service of others. I'm in the service business. You know, I help people navigate their worlds. I serve as a conduit to opportunity. I help make things happening. I'm like an information, you know, person that helps connect the dots, solves the riddles. And my entertainment and music background led eventually to where I am now working with people predominantly in the holistic arts, but also businesses, large and small, and authors of, of all different kinds of ilks and helping them make decisions, helping them navigate their world, help, helping them better their business, better their personal and professional lives. So I serve now as a creative business strategist, a coach, and someone who helpfully, hopefully makes a difference in their lives in terms of what it is they're trying to accomplish. Absolutely. And I know from our conversations, you truly are of service to others. And, and that's at the forefront of everything you do from being a coach to a speaker, an author, and a strategist helping business owners and you know, people that are working on their creative projects really tap into their full potential. And I would love to hear where are things at today? What, what has your focus right now? Right now, I, I happen to manage and uh, I'm a business partner with one of the top uh, healing arts energy uh, workers in the world. And she's the author of over 30 books and has traveled the world. We've had her in China, Russia, and beyond. And we develop programs, you know, she and I together. And so we're just now mapping out which will be, I think, our 14th or 15th year of doing this apprenticeship program for her. Uh, her name is Cindy Dale and is a noted author and energy healer and one of the best in the world, truly. Um, so we're really mapping out. We're going to change things up this coming year uh, for 23, where it's a year-long program for people and how we're delivering it, the program of how we're bringing people into it. So there's all this new technology we're bringing into the company and how we're going to bang the drum on behalf of it, and how we're going to bring people into the fold, how we're going to represent it on the website, how we're going to integrate different uh, pieces of the puzzle for you know the user experience and such. So that's taking up a lot of my time right now. It's exciting because we're doing something or kind of putting a new, a slapping on a new coat of paint, so to speak, on something we've been doing for, for many, many years. Um, but with anything in, you know, in that kind of a process, you discover what works and you keep what works and you prune and edit what doesn't and, and you figure out how to make things better. And that's something we do every year. It's like learn from the choices we've made because choices beget choices beget choices. So we we learn from those and we integrate the new and build out better. And so that's what we're doing in regards to that. And then I'm helping, I have a design company as well, Enjoy Creative, which helps people with branding, not unlike what you do with your company with branding, ideation, 
uh, websites and such. And so we're developing some new things for some new clients, which is very exciting. It's always fun to brand and help, you know, bring the the thoughtfulness together for a client in terms of how they want to be seen and heard in the world. And so I do my best to do that in a way that is something they can be really proud of. So those are some of the things I'm working on currently. Well, thanks for sharing. And yeah, you know, part, part of what I admire about you, Anthony, is that you're able to merge the heart, soul, creativity, and then the business component to not only benefit your own success in, in what you're doing and all of your pursuits, but also to help others in your own creative and entrepreneurial process to help them grow. And I'd love Thank you. to talk to us a little bit about what you look for specifically when you're embarking on a new project with with one of your clients ultimately to manifest their dreams. For example, like what what personal obstacles you have to help them overcome, what business solutions they may need, basically just the fundamental pieces that often uncover that work that needs to be done to ultimately help you achieve their goals. There's a couple of pieces to that question. Thank you for that question because it it involves a lot of who I am and how I navigate my own world and how I choose to work with people. So my background is I'm a high school dropout. Um, as I inferred earlier, that I went through a challenging, you know, uh, early life experience and into my teens, and life was hard, and I dropped out of school, and I've never been in school since, and. So my experience is learned through doing. That's how I have applied myself. So to everything I've done in terms of producing albums, to produce, producing international events, to designing, to the, whatever it is, whatever I've had the, the, the privilege of being involved with, is that I jumped into the deep end of the pool and figured out how to swim. And then learned the actual tactical, tactile rather, approach to the experience is what informs all that I do. And it's what allowed me to flourish with my creativity. It's allowed me to figure out how to incorporate all that I have learned, you know, both in terms of experience and expertise, and fold that into a relationship with clients. And so the key word there, it's a relationship. And how is that re relationship created? Well, one, I have to make sure I'm connected to the person. I, I say no more often than I say yes. Uh, I'm grateful for those who knock on my door, but I'm not always the right fit, and it may not be something that I feel connected to. Um, there has to be a through line of connectivity and me feeling like I can bring something to the party, that there is, and in building that relationship, that there's communication and an understanding that, one, I'm here to advise, guide, and execute. That's my job. My job is to give my best on all fronts that I can at the behest and on behalf of my clients. So that goes back to being of service. And being in the service industry means that I am there to make their life easier. I'm to take the weight of responsibility, the anxiety of choices, the roles of having to do too many things off their shoulders and make that an easier process for them and still manifest what it is they wanna manifest. For the same reason that I don't go, uh, you know, I'd rather I don't cut my hair and I don't work in my cars, I defer to those who are better at it than I, right? Absolutely. So I build teams, you know, I have wonderful people who work with me. And I bring those people into all those projects and, and opportunities that I, I do. 
but the building of those opportunities is really born of first and foremost relationship. It's relationship building. And then it's about merging clients' interests, talents, expertise with my expertise and experience and figuring out how to marry the intention with the vision because I'm here to uphold the vision. I'm here to figure out how to get from point A to point B and from point B to, B to C and so on and so on and do so in a way that is conscious, thoughtful, and hopefully in a way that maybe makes a difference for them where they may be working really hard, not getting the results they want, but figuring how to work smarter, not harder. And that's a, you know that's a cliche and we've all heard it, but there's something to yeah. that. I work my ass off so and so do my clients. We all work hard, but you don't wanna work hard just for the sake of saying you've put in the time. You have to make conscious choices. And that's where the thoughtfulness and navigating the waters in a smart way and making choices that support the highest good is paramount. My role is to help do that for my clients because they are busy and I want them to focus their time and energy where it is best suited for what they're trying to accomplish. And then I hopefully take on the rest. Well, and that recipe has clearly been one for success, both for you and, and for your clients. And I think you touch on, you know, an important point is relationships. When we're talking about what we do, where we're in service to our clients at a really high level, and it's about finding out where they are now, where they want to go and building the bridge between the two, there has to be a relationship there that's built on trust and understanding and yes. a mutual expectation that, yeah, you're hiring us to do the work, but you're going to be a pivotal part of everything that we do. And you need to join us in the trenches to do the work to get the outcomes that you ultimately want to receive. It's a collaboration. It's, it's a collaboration. And what I call it is a co-creation because um, we're co-creating together. It's not just, I'm just, I'm not doing it in a vacuum and nor are they, you know, that collaborative, communicative, creative energy has to come together in order to make things happen in a way that has benefits for all concerned. Yeah, 100%. You have to have fun in what you're doing. I mean, that's part of it. You know, my company is called Enjoy, right? So I love that, by the it's way. It's about being in joy. It's a state of grace. It's a, it's a place of being both mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, whatever, in joy. And, and I have learned as I've gotten older, and I've got a few years on you, maybe one, um, but I've got a few years on you. And what I've learned through time and through being on this planet for as long as I have is that as long we may think we have a long time here, we don't. It is it is beyond a blip of a blip of a blip of nothing a blip of time. Yeah, nothing's guaranteed. You don't know when your last moment on this planet is. So my belief is to make the best of it and to live to fullest capacity in all things. And if you're not doing things that put a smile on your face and in your heart and bring joy to your life, why the hell are you doing it? Here, here. So here. I'm a proponent for being passionate about what you do, making joyful choices, and you know, really having your heart sing as much as anything else. Because when you are revving at that vibration, trust me, everything works better. And the opportunity for high-level execution and success is manifested multifold from my experience. Yeah, harmony is reached. Yeah. And that's a good segue. And I'd like to paint a picture because this podcast is all about entrepreneurship. But one of the biggest hurdles that 
most successful entrepreneurs face at one time or another is living a well-rounded life, mm. doing, doing the things that bring them joy with the people that they care about most. Right. What does living a well-rounded life look like for you, Anthony? Great question. Um, you can't just work in that vacuum that I referenced earlier. You know, it's like it can't be singular focus. I mean, it can't be all about the work. It's not for me. Uh, my life is really well balanced and rounded because a lot of things bring me happiness, not just the work. But you know, I'm a, I'm I'm a music aficionado, and you know, I have a background as a music producer and A and R guy at a record label and all that. And so, music keeps me happy. Uh, walking in nature keeps me happy. I happen to be plant based and vegan and have been for for a good portion of my life. I love tea. Tea is one of my uh, uh, wonderful joys in life. Is what there you go. Um, so making sure that all those pistons are firing in my life, you know, whether it's a great movie, a great album, a great hike, uh, time with the family, time with friends, time, you know, it doesn't merely matter. Um, as long as I'm paying attention then and honoring those aspects of my life, because if I'm not paying attention and honoring and giving time and value to those areas of my life, then I'm short thrifting myself and that I am, I'm diminishing the quality of life that I yearned for. We all have choices. And to say that, that we don't have enough time or I couldn't, you know, it's like make the time. Yeah, absolutely. Make it's so time. easy to put the blinders on and, and just put your head down and focus, but yeah, you have to do be those... intentional about creating time for everything else. Intentionality is everything because that's, the, that's you making conscious choices to what it is you're doing and whether that's in personal life or in your professional life. Consciousness is everything because that means you are present. You're in the moment. You're making a value decision. What brings benefit to my life? What brings happiness to my life? What makes my heart sing? What makes me smile? What makes me dance? What makes me, whatever. You have to pay attention to those elements because that is what creates the, the, the circle of completeness. You know, you have to have that balance, as you call it. To me, it's the integration of all things that bring harmony to what it is you are about. You know, we get to a place in our life like, okay, this is who I am. This is who I continue to want to be, that evolution of self, yeah. that coming into your own. And that happens through time. You know, the more time you're on the planet, the more opportunities you have to learn and make shifts and changes in your life. And it's the same thing in business. So from the entrepreneurial standpoint, I mean, I started working when I was really young. I mean, I was like 14 working in restaurants and, and I've done everything. I've, you know, digging ditches to working as a stud welder, uh, you know, at Nordic wear to um, working, you know, mowing lawns to, you know, working in kitchens and cooking. And I mean, I've done all these types of jobs. I've done a few of them myself as well. <laughs> and so that's part of the learning curve of being human. It's like, okay, yeah, I got to, I got to keep a roof over my head. I got to put food in my mouth. But in that you learn about yourself. I really like this. I really don't like this. This isn't me. Oh, this really feels like me. And that process of learning is how you then begin to refine what it is you want to do and where you want to put your very valuable time and energy and for me, I was exposed to the arts at a very young age by my family, and I, I, I took a, a liking to it. My mom was a publicity director, and, you know, I was exposed to that. And that and I worked in those areas. You know, that's kind of what I evolved into my own interests, because I was paying attention to the things that sparked me, 
right? What ignites me in a way that like, oh, yeah, I'm not set out to be in a cubicle in an office. For someone else, that may be great. And I like working on my own. My own. So that entrepreneurial piece is understanding, okay, if I'm going to be a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, whatever, what do I need to do to bring that into my life and make it work for me? And it's not just as simple as making that decision. You have to figure out how to execute it, yeah. right? I mean, the execution is everything. So an idea is only as good as its execution. So then it's building fundamental blocks that allowed you to build upon that. And to me, that has to do, you know, those building blocks are coming from a place of integrity, truth, professionalism, and um, honesty, integrity, all these things that you can build upon in a way, because once you do that, and you and you also incorporate a high level of execution, the opportunity for success, for success, however you measure success, is exponentially greater because you've already started from a place that is really fundamentally sound and honest. And that's important in whatever you do, you know, whether you own, you know, a lighting company or you're in marketing or you own a restaurant, doesn't matter. Those yeah. pieces are true across all kinds of work and, and careers. And, you know, part of it with those foundational building blocks when we're looking at entrepreneurship through the lens of being an adventure. Yeah. Every great adventure story has that guide or mentor that helps lay those building blocks, you know, and ultimately leads the hero of the story down the path to reaching their goal. Right. Do any do any mentors or influential people in your life stand out that have really helped shape you into who you are today and set you down that path? Certainly shaping me as a human being, but not in the entrepreneurial world. And I'll, I'll come back to that. So as I referenced earlier, I, I had a very challenging young life and ended up, you know, uh, being a drug addict and an alcoholic and close to death and just in a lot of bad circumstances and found myself in a bad, very bad situation contemplating death. Yeah. My best friend's mother, Marsha, helped save my life. And she always loved me unconditionally, maybe not unconditionally, conditionally, like get your ass into treatment and get sober, um, but loved me and was there for me and showed me what true love, which my family couldn't give to me because of all the dysfunction, what true love and acceptance was really all about. And true love and acceptance, as, as important as it was from somebody else, somebody else to me, it was more important for me to learn that from and do that for myself. So that love and acceptance of self is essential to getting to a place and being able to make choices that serve your highest good. And so I would say she was a beacon of light in the darkest of times. But then it became, because of my circumstances, I didn't have any adults in my life that were really there for me. I didn't have any mentors because I'm self-taught in everything that I do. As I mentioned earlier, I was a high school dropout. So everything that I've done and accomplished, which, you know, when I look back on it is rather surprising and significant and, and you know, and I, and I sometimes marvel at what I have done and what I've been able to enjoy and partake in and, and contributed to, but it's all been because I believed in myself, loved myself enough to show up 
jump into the deep end of the pool, trust I could swim, learn by doing, embrace the knowledge as I learned it and incorporate it in further decisions. So I was my own hero in that regard because I loved myself enough to show up, do the work, work hard and be consistent and pay attention to things that revved me up and brought me joy. And to me, you know, being a hero, not in the, hey, look at me, pat myself on the back, but it's it's realizing that any of us can accomplish whatever we want to accomplish if we do the work and show up. Yeah, absolutely. You have to take risks and you have to show up. And risk can be seen as foolhardy, but I believe it delivers you, you know, from the shackles of fear and shame. And so stepping out of any of that fear and shame I may have held on to when I was young, which, you know, was part of the reason that I was using drugs and alcohol to to mask all my emotions and, and all the hardships that I went through when I was younger. It's like when you break through that stuff and you get to a place of self-love, well, then you realize that you are powerful and that you can do whatever you want to. And that, to me, was immense freedom because I didn't feel boxed into expectations of self, expectations of family, expectations of society. It was about becoming the person that I wanted to be and deserve to be. And that's been the constant evolution of self, which is this, this amazing journey, as you call that, as path, this exploration of becoming my truest self. And along the way, imparting my wisdom, my expertise, my experience into any and all things that I can, both personally, you know, uh, with those relationships, as well as professionally, where I bring a whole bunch of that to the fore on behalf of my clients. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up risk-taking and, and how, you know, some could view it as, as foolhardy at times, but part of accomplishing great things is taking calculated risks, right? Yeah. And there's no way around that. So how do you view risks and do any examples come to mind throughout, you know, your journey where you took a risk on yourself, on your business to, you know, get ahead and it ultimately turned into something great. I guess I'd look at, you know, I use the word risk and using it now in context of your question. And I, and I don't know that, I think I look at risk a little differently. Um, risk has this perception of being, you know, something to be wary of, you know, to be afraid of. And I don't know if the word always fits in terms of how I make decisions. I look at risk perhaps more as opportunity and don't couch it in a negative light or in a fearful light. Competition, you know, especially when you're an entrepreneur and you're and you're trying to make your way in the world is like, oh, there's so many things I'm up against and there's other people. It's like, I don't have that scarcity mindset. There's enough for everybody. Yeah. Um, I don't care if there's 350 marketing companies on the same block. There's enough for everybody. Because as long as you're doing those things I talked about foundationally and you're executing at a high level, you're always going to attract somebody for something. And so I don't, I don't even embrace scarcity and I don't bring fear into my choice making. What I do bring into my choice making is opportunity. What's the opportunity? And then I step into it 100%. And fear and all that doesn't come into play because I really don't embrace fear in that way. I, I recently um, did a video and wrote an article about the fear of fear, you know, and 
That's a whole nother thing. And I encourage people to go read that article. It's out on Medium. But yeah, it's, we, we can drop it in the show notes. Yeah, it's but the the idea of fear, it's so limiting. And then it's it's the anxiety builder. And it's the thing that keeps you stuck and frozen in time. Whereas what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you step into whatever opportunity is before you, whether it's something that's it's put in front of you or something that's self-created? Opportunity allows you to move forward. Inertia is movement. And it doesn't matter how fast it is. Movement is movement. So you're out of stagnation. And now you're into choice making. And as I shared earlier, choices beget choices beget choices. And I get what I endeavor to do more often than not is not attach right or wrong to choices, good and bad to choices, because the choice that begets the next choice is where you learn. So that process, that evolution of choices and moments and time and execution and all that inform the next choice. So if you're paying attention, if you're in, if you're present, conscious, and aware of what it is you're doing, is there really such thing as risk? Yeah. Risk is really maybe born out of expectation of what the final result will be. And that's a setup from my perspective, because we're only responsible for the effort, not the outcome. We don't control the outcome of anything. The outcome will be a product of the effort that we put in ultimately. And and so we're responsible for what we do with the effort, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Got to take extreme ownership over that. And I think one of the things that just stood out to me as you were talking was just removing the negative connotation from a lot of different things, whether it's risk or you know fear, having a opportunity mindset where we can look at things through a different lens that actually allows us to look at, okay, what's the real downside if, if things go wrong and see objectively that there may be a whole lot more of upside than, than downside. And that ultimately can lead us to make better decisions. I agree because the way I look at his vision, you know, being able to kind of see is the ability to view anew and it's a willingness to see beyond the preconception of perception. And what I mean by that is that we, pre, we may have preconceived notions of what is going to happen if we make these choices. And we don't always know what's going to happen no. when we make certain choices, right? No and so we're already setting ourselves up for getting a big, you know, you know, crazy head space of being worried when worry isn't what you need to do. And that's about trust. You know, I, I say trust your intuition, trust your gut, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You have to have faith in yourself. Otherwise, what the hell are you doing being in business or being an entrepreneur or solopreneur? Like you're investing in you. Mm-hmm. Trust what you know, trust what you can do, and don't be all caught up in what the results are going to be because that has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Nothing. Absolutely. Got to train that mind to be an impenetrable fortress that allows us to actually see things clearly and trust our gut when it's speaking to us. It can't yes. be so noisy in there that we're not listening to when something feels right or feels wrong because we're going to either go down the wrong path or miss out on on great opportunities potentially. And, and it's think- not only the opportunities, because you're right, that's well said. It's um, It's a matter of, you know, any of us, especially as entrepreneurs, we have to work hard. We have to work hard. I mean, you got to work hard. So I maintain that half-ass efforts will guaranteed half-ass results. Yeah. So no about it. you have to shift 
into a level of professionalism from my perspective. And, and I see this all the time. They're just, there are a lot of people wearing the hat or shine, showing the business card of what they do, but they don't show up in the world that way. And, and they don't necessarily show up very professionally, ethically, morally, whatever, fill in the blank. There's a lot. And thus, they may not be very successful. Again, everyone's vision of what success is or isn't is different. But what I mean by that is showing up in the world as you are, not as how you think other people want to see you. And that is the authenticity piece that is everything. So the reason that I, one of the reasons I believe that I'm, as, I'm successful in what I do in terms of bringing joy to my life and hopefully to others is that I'm authentic. You truly are, Anthony. I mean, well, that's that, very that was kind. clear from the first time we met that this guy's true to his story, his experiences, what brings him joy. And you're just a fun guy to be around. Oh, that's really sweet of and you to say. As, as we wind down, man, what is what is one of the things that you feel has been the best investment you've made in, in yourself? Whether that, that could be through business, it could be personally, it could be money, time, energy. What's been that great investment? Well, I think it's a continuous investment into myself um, because being an entrepreneur, there's financial investment, there's time investment, there's energy investment, but it's a commitment to self. And I think that's one of the most important lessons for anybody to learn is that if we commit to ourselves, if we honor, and I use that word quite often because that's something where it is. It's like, okay, well, honor yourself. Yeah, you have to honor yourself. You have to hold yourself in, in a high enough regard that you will make choices that are in your best interest. And so I refer to my journey as an evolution of self, personally and professionally. It's a, it's a constant growth. It's, it's, it's an evolution, right? It's ever changing, ever evolving. And so knowing that I am committed to myself and to all that I do is important, but then showing up for myself. I can't just attach a lip service to it. I have to do what I say and say what I do and mean it because the authenticity piece that we just referenced is born out of people being able to trust me. And so that's the integrity piece is I apply and work within my world personally and professionally from a place of integrity, because that's everything. If you can't trust what I say, if you can't trust I'll do what I'll, I say, or what I mean, any of those things, because again, it goes back to where we started, it's born out of relationship. Yeah. Success of the entrepreneurial spirit and the success of entrepreneurial business is all based on what kind of relationships you build. Yeah. And people can see inauthentic a mile away, right? A mile away. Yes. You've got to own what's true to you. And so further, just that idea to your question is that, you know, it's it's making choices that are soul enriching and uh, enriching and, and life affirming. And that expression of self is really about pushing the boundaries uh, beyond conformity, beyond predictability. And I tend to ignore the rules a bit and explore the fun to be had on the outside of where you can color the lines, you know, outside of the, you know, the, the boundaries. And because that's where the fun can be had. 
you know, Zach, you don't always know what you're going to experience and what will be outside of the box. Yeah. And so I tend to live on the outside of the box. As you should, as you should. And that's a good segue. It's like you read my mind because the next question I had for you was what rule have you broken or, or what, what hack have you discovered that has led you to bigger gains personally through your growth in business than you ever would have imagined? Hmm. I think, I think it really comes down to being open to being open. That's really my mantra. It's like in life, it's, 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 I, I have to be open to all the possibilities, open to love, open to co-creation, open to, you know, because being open often uh, will and does create the most beautiful experiences. And so personally and professionally, if you're open and you seek inner peace, because that inner peace is what I believe to be my, the mind's path to liberation, you know, the soul's path to liberation, you know, so how do you create peace? Well, that peace is that harmonic circle we talked about of finding balance in all these other areas of our life. And so that peaceful center within you allows you to interact with all the changes and challenges that life and work offer. And you know all too well in the type of work that you do, there's always something. <laughs> there's always something to deal with. So the question is how you deal with it, right? It's how do you show up to the challenges and circumstances that life has to offer? And so the lesson or you know the value added piece for me is coming from a place of peace, centeredness, knowing, trust, you know, stillness. Um, I don't, I like to be the calm in the middle of the storm. I don't like to stir the storm up. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's transcending the chaos and realizing that it's just this, whatever film, it's just a logo. It's just a website. It's just a book, which is not to diminish any of that, no. but to overvalue it and to attach all this <laughs> angsty energy. Right. But when you attach all that stuff to it, that's what gets you off of your course, gets you off your center. And that's not a good place to be. So finding that inner peace, that balance within me as the center point of all that I do, uh, because I serve as the, you know, I, I look at that, I share this with my clients all the time is that, you know, I would say to them, you are, in this case, I am the source. I am the mouth of the river. As the mouth of the river, there are all these tributaries that run from me out into the world, reaching people in different ways for different reasons, for different purposes at different time. But I am the source. And so how I nurture and honor that source energy, literally, figuratively, energetically, spiritually, however you want to see it, it's incumbent on me to be responsible to that. That responsibility that then follows in all that I do. And I take everything I do very seriously, though I have a lot of fun doing it, I honor the responsibility that comes with tending to people's businesses and needs because they're putting a lot of faith and trust in me to help them on their path. And so I honor that and take it very seriously. Yeah. And ultimately that's what allows that relationship to flourish and grow into what that client was dreaming for. When right. They, yeah. When they connected with you. And I think that's a good place for, for us to wrap up. Anthony, is, is there anything else you'd like to share or, or better yet? What, 
do people listening in absolutely need to know that we haven't covered yet? Well, I don't I I can't speak to what they need to know, but I will say it's important to figure out what your voice inside is saying to you at all times. And what I mean by that, that goes back to the intuition piece is that we have to honor that piece. And I and I know you hear that word from me a lot because it, it holds so much resonance for me. Um, but faith is the bridge to travel, you know? And so that faith within us that we know, that we will know, that's on, that's on us. And so we want to empower our gifts to supersede any fears and draw upon those gifts in a way that helps us travel the path that benefits our soul, our health, our wellness, our mindset, our relationships, our work, our, our professional, you know, business. Um, those are important things to pay attention to. It's like listening to the noise outside of us is distracting and often confusing. So yeah. those quiet moments of reconciliation or recalibration, or rejuvenation are paramount. And I will say this is one of the biggest lessons ever learned is that perseverance is adversity's worst nightmare. Yeah. So one of the things I've done is I show up and I have persevered through all adversity and adversity hates me for it, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. And, and I am too, man. And when you show up, good things happen. You got to show up when it's uncomfortable. You got to show up when it's something you're looking yes. forward to. You just got to show up. That's so, right. Yeah. Anthony, where where can we find you online? Website, socials? Yeah, I'm out there in the social. Uh, I'm out there. I'm out there in the social world. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me at a couple of websites, Anthony J. W. Benson. Anthony J. W. Benson.com is my kind of main site. I have a design site, Enjoy, I-N-J-O-I creative enjoycreative.com and uh there's a free uh book a little ebook uh living in joy that i've created so if you sign up for my newsletter and stuff uh, it's at the bottom of any page on my home website anthonyjwbenson.com you can get yourself a free ebook living in joy as well but say hello i'd love to uh, hear from you and uh, feel free to reach out well we'll definitely be sure to include all of that in the show notes for our audience Great. Anthony, my my friend, I really appreciate your time. As yeah, this has been great. Yeah, this has been a super fun conversation. I've learned a lot. And I know our audience listening in has too. So thanks again for coming on the show, man. A pleasure. Good to be with you, TJ. To all of our adventurous listeners, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share this on social media or with someone you know will get some value from it. Leaving a review goes a long way in helping people find the show. And I personally appreciate reading them when they come in. So please go drop one if you have the time. We'll see you all next week. And remember, whether we're talking about business or the things that bring us joy outside of work, life is meant for exploring. So go out there and live it one adventure at a time.